Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another wonderful edition of the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lippman. I'm joined as always by Emily Cannell and Dan Volpone. Dan, I start with you. If there are multiple lives in this realm, and after you die, you were able to come back as anything, person, animal, thing, what would you like to come back as? Um, the son of a billionaire. And then I'm going to buy the Sixers. Okay. So this time around, you're only the son of a multimillionaire and you think you'd really like to try the other way. I'm not that either. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would, I would settle for that too, though. Like I don't mm-hmm. need to have the Sixers, even like, you know, Alan Horowitz's tickets. So like if I could, if I wow. could go sit near him, you know, if I yeah. could do that, I'd be, I would, I wouldn't complain. So either of those I would take. I interviewed him. And this is the six or sixth man guy who wears all the six man apparel, and the white hair. Um, I interviewed him for Liberty Ball is the day after the Kawhi shot. And he owns a realty company in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he's at, uh, I think he's on Spruce. It was pouring rain and I came in there. And, and if, as you walk in, it's just like a normal, small sort of realty office. And then they take me back to his office and it's a giant like Philadelphia sports decked out leather everywhere like like uh, memorabilia place so uh that's that's that guy emily uh oh wait dan what if you had to come back as an animal what would it be Ooh, probably not anything like domesticated like i feel like i would be like maybe a big cat or like you know as in like a tiger or something like a yeah like a tiger or maybe like a hippo Mm. you know something maybe an elephant something mm. big like something something really big i think i would like to to give that a shot emily what about you um well my first instinct was to say i would come back as like a really rich person's dog because oh. like they get to fly on like private jets and just right. like get carried around in like bags and no one tells them they can't come into restaurants they just like do whatever they want so I thought that would be fun. Um, but if I had to pick like an animal, like just like an animal, I think I'd pick a giraffe because 
I learned this cool fact that a giraffe can kick in 360 degrees and its kick has the force to take off the head of a lion. And I think that is cool. Whoa. Yeah, I learned that at the Nashville Zoo because I fed the giraffes there. Wow. Well, we're all learning today. This is Um, animal facts with the Gastro Blues (laughs) Podcast. This is why people listen. Um, Sixers are up 3-0. In the most recent game, uh, they won on Saturday night against the Wizards. And uh, Embiid was great. Embiid set a career-high 36 points uh, on 14 of 18 shooting. Uh, let's just go broad strokes here. Uh, Dan, anything that you took away from the game in particular or just sort of in general about uh, the game and the series? Yeah, I mean, they have no answer for Embiid. They mostly had single coverage on him, and that worked even worse than when they tried to double him. Uh, Sixers, I think, went by to a 29, um, and it didn't feel any closer than that. The Sixers are way too good for the Wizards. I expect them to win again you know, Monday night and we'll, we'll see, but I, this could be our last, we were just talking about this could be our last Mark and Allah game of the season, which is sad, but the Sixers look great. And that's basically, you know, that's basically it there. Everyone, everyone looks good. The, the starters are, are just killing the wizards. Yeah. The uh, you bring up the starters. There's no starter uh, on Saturday night had a plus minus lower than plus 27. Uh, and uh, they were led by Danny Green's plus 32. Emily, uh, what about you? How did you feel about this game and, and about the series uh, overall? Um, yeah, the game was fun. I love, you could just tell, I said before, like the game, I was like, if they blow the doors off them in this game, like I think it's it's a four game sweep. Like they, the Wizards don't really like have any leg to stand on. Like at least the first game they kind of did, but it goes off of what Allah said he was like kind of expect them to come out slow like they've been not playing for a week and then I expect them to ramp it up and that's exactly what they did I guess he knows what he's talking about um but yeah it's been really fun I just love that like we're like sitting Joel in the fourth quarter in the playoffs it's just it's great um yeah they really have been able to do that a lot which is particularly great um, any other takeaways? I'm going through the box score here. Uh, Tobias went 8 of 14 for 20 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, Simmons, 7 of 10, 14 points, 9 assists, only 2 turnovers. Uh, Seth Curry, 6 for 11. He was questionable coming into the game, but he looked really good. Um, yeah, the Sixers starters just killed them. I, uh, I It sort of feels to me like they're Washington's just about ready to pack it up. Emily, what do you think is more likely? Washington wins tonight, game four, or you come back as a giraffe? Mm. Me coming back as a giraffe. Mm. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Dan, have you, has this series done anything for your overall thoughts on the Sixers in the playoffs? Um, or is it just more of Washington's terrible, the Sixers are very good, let's see them against uh, a more real team? What do you think? Well, I do think Washington is terrible. And I'll say, like, we've seen the Sixers be dominant against, like, when you, when I think that these, like, narratives get written that are, like, sometimes fair and sometimes not. And I think, you know, the idea that, the, you know, the, oh, this is like, you know, these are other fan bases, you know, talking shit on the Sixers and saying, like, oh, they'll never make it past the second round. Like, obviously, that's pretty silly to say that since they haven't yet, then they won't. 
But I do think that there is some fair criticism of, you know, certain players like Tobias until, you know, basically game one has really struggled in the playoffs. Um, I think that Ben has had a lot of really good playoff series against, you know, first round teams who are just bad and really struggled in the second rounds. So I think that, you know, it's still pretty encouraging to see those two play well because, you know, they're so important. Um, I wouldn't say it, it, you know, changes all my perspective because the wizards are really bad and the Sixers are really good, but um, of course you want to see these guys play well and hopefully they can, you know, get hot and, and build some confidence. I think that, you know, the Sixers, you know, they earned this path. Like this isn't something they lucked into. It's not like they're the three seed and it just so happens that the one and two seed has a tougher path or something. Um, that wouldn't make sense because of whatever, but like they're, you know, they got the one seed. So, you know, and the way Brooklyn and Milwaukee both look, which I think they both look really strong. It's, it's huge that they only have to play one of them and probably one that just got out of a really tough series while the Sixers just got out of probably a Hawks series. So um, I, I mean, I, I feel good. I, I think that I would be, absolutely shocked if we didn't make it to the conference finals and then anything can happen at that point. So they look great. One thing that uh, I think we were partially expecting is that it looks like uh, Tyrese Maxey has leapfrogged Shake Milton in the rotation for now. Um, after the game, Doc attributed it a little bit to, uh, can you guys hear me? Um, he attributed it a little bit to, uh, <clears throat> just like uh, Neto coming off the bench for Washington and wanting to match speed with speed. But uh, he also admitted at practice that uh, it looks like Tyrese would basically get the nod at this point instead of shake Emily. Or do you agree with that? Just basically playing the hot hands. And um, do you think that we'll see redemption for shake at some point here coming up? Yeah, we talked about it. I think a little the last um, episode about how you, I mean, it's the playoffs. There's, potentially what 13 more games left so you play the hot hand in those those 13 games but um I would love to see like redemption for shake and just get like a shake game like one great shake game would be good I I always feel bad for these young guys you know I know it's like an up and down roller coaster of you know getting your career established but I don't want his confidence to be shaken like I'm sorry um (laughs) We, that was a good pun. What? You don't want Shake's confidence to be shaken. Oh wow! Look at me go. Um, but yeah, I want. I would love to have like one shake game off the bench. Like I don't know how he would get that many minutes to have a shake game, but it would be great. Oh. Yeah, I think it would basically have to be a game where like Curry or Green doesn't have it, and Shake hits a bunch of shots already. I'd like to see him, you know, get some more minutes, but I certainly agree with Doc playing the guy who's playing better right now in uh, Tyrese Maxey. Dan, what about you? Uh, thoughts on um, the Maxey and Shake thing and thoughts on the rotation as it stands today? Yeah, Maxey's been better. I would I would play Maxey, but I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, Shake gives you something a little different and it would be nice to see him get in there and do something well. I feel like he just needs to see something go in. He's it feels like he hasn't been able to do anything right, but we've seen him be a very good player. 
you know, at the start of the year, he was, you know, I want to say the first, you know, 10, 15 games, he was arguably like the second best player on the team. I mean, and obviously no one expected that to like continue all season, but to start the year, he was, you know, I think the leading score quite a few times and, and just, just really doing everything well, like almost the opposite of now. Um, so I would like to see him get it going. If the Sixers can get that player back, they have a great bench piece who's probably better than what you get from Maxi right now. But I mean, you're not just going to, you know, I think I said this on the last locker room, but like now's not the time to say, go figure it out when you have Maxi who can take those minutes and is playing very well right now. Um, the Sixers are no stranger to uh, bad contracts, but playing Washington and seeing Davis Bertans be just terrible. He's awful. Uh, he played, he, they inserted him into the starting lineup on Saturday. He was two for six, one for five from three, uh, eight points, uh, a game low minus 34. He got a five year, $80 million contract last offseason I just I thought it was terrible at the time like I, I sort of get it for Joe Harris because I think Joe Harris is better in every aspect of the game but like Bertans you could just see that a mile away Dan which contract was worse the Horford one or the Bertans one well first let me just say I'm not a big fan of Bertans's hair okay. um, I think he needs a better haircut and then the yeah. contract might look better but I mean the Horford, the Horford contract is weird because I think, you know, he's overpaid, but there's a lot of overpaid players you could match him with, and he's better than. Like, you know, you would never want to give him that money, but, like, you know, you could always, you know, if you're the Thunder right now, trade him for, like, I don't uh, – I guess Wiggins was a little better this year, but, like, the idea of someone like that who's just awful right. and, and go grab an extra pick – I mean, we were able to turn Horford into, into Danny Green with just a first rounder. Yeah. So, and, and he, I think he only has two years left after this season, but I mean, five years, 80 million is what that's like, is that like 13 a year ish? A little, little, little more. Oh no, much more. That's like 15, 16. More, yeah. That's like, yeah. 16. 16 a year. So, I mean, that's bad, but I think it's just it's weird because if you look at the context of the teams like does it even matter if you're the wizards like you're not going to be good the next those years anyway you're you're still on you know horrible contracts and like you know westbrook is making all that money and he's like fine as a player and he's making like 40 million dollars so i think that you know for them it's it wouldn't be as crushing in the context as like you know having horford instead of you could have had butler but actually don't think like the Horford contract is that disastrous, especially if there's only two years left at this point. Yeah. I mean, the Bertrand thing is like, what are we even doing here with this guy? And like, it just seems like such a waste. And, and I don't know, Emily, what do you think we'll see from Washington tonight? Do you think that they put up any fight at all? Or do you think they're just ready to start the off season? Obviously it's Beal and Westbrook will, will determine that, but like, do you see any chance that they put up a fight or do you think it's basically like starters resting the fourth and some of the third? Um, I don't think we'll see starters resting the fourth and third because I think that both 
Beal and Westbrook are ultra competitive and I don't really see them like phoning it in but I could see the rest of them phoning it in because I don't know that anyone else on that team like matches their intensity and they can't beat the Sixers by themselves so I don't expect them to win the game but I don't think that like it'll be from lack of trying on Westbrook and Beal's part. Yeah. Um, shout out to former Sixer Howell Neto for going one for 12 in 20 minutes off the bench the other night. Really great. I love it. Um, Dan, what about you? Do you think that this is uh, at all close or do you think it's another blowout and the Sixers just start resting up for the second round series? I think it's another blowout. I think that like, I, the effort from Washington almost doesn't matter. Like, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't doubt that anyone is not like, I don't doubt that anyone on Washington is, is trying hard. Like, I, I think that they're all giving it their best. I and mean, Beal's been re- pretty impressive offensively, honestly. And, you know, Westbrook had like a 25 point triple double or whatever last game. Um, even so, I think like, even with better role players, the Sixers are still a much better team. And, like the role players on Washington have been awful. Um, and I think that's just because they're pretty bad. And again, not because they're not trying. So I, I don't think it, it should be a close game, especially with the Sixers pretty locked in playing really well lately. I think it doesn't almost doesn't even doesn't even matter. I would hope it's over by the fourth quarter again. I think that's very, very plausible. Elsewhere in Sixers news, uh, the Sixers released a statement over the weekend saying that uh, they would be going to 100% capacity as early as June 2nd, which is this week, so that the uh, the second round series will certainly have a full capacity Sixers crowd there. Um, how much of a boost do you guys think that is? And um, and are we going to be there is really the, the other question that we have to answer. Dan, what do you think about those things? Well, I definitely think we'll be there, and hopefully this means our tickets are cheaper. But for mm-hmm. how big of a boost that is, I think that's a much better question for Emily because she will be there and has been there without the full capacity. Yes. Emily, please voice your opinion on this. So I think it will be a huge boost. I mean, a lot of the players and Doc have said what it was like with the half-capacity crowd or whatever it's at right now like it sounded like a full arena a lot of the media people had said like it sounds incredible in there so I can only imagine what full capacity does I know that Embiid feeds off of that crowd noise I'm sure a lot of the other guys do I think that we have one of the best home crowds in the NBA or in sports probably so I think it's a huge boost and it it is going to be a huge boost having home court through you know the the playoffs in the east and it'll be really fun i didn't get to go to any round one games if especially if they sweep tonight i have tickets to game five but i'm hoping i don't need them um and then we'll go in the second round and we'll see what's up it'll be fun um uh just other sort of Rounding up Sixers stuff, the uh, I've already sent this to you guys. The uh, Furkan Korkmaz Matisse Thibel relationship is really burgeoning. Uh, Furkan said this about his relationship with Matisse that was a demon. There's a demon in the Zoom right now. I don't know what it, it's undead, whatever it is, it's back. Furkan said, Every day I'm doing something, we're laughing. He's saying something, I'm laughing. 
we've become more together, more family. He makes me happy. He makes me smile every day. Emily, is this a quote from after practice or from your vows about Jordy? What do you think? What What's more likely? Oh my God, I love that so much. I have a new, so remember how we were going to write the spec script for the Joel and and Ben Simmons roommate comedy? We were going to write that yes. one? I think we should morph it. I think we could do like a Furcon Matisse odd couple remake. Mm. I think that has legs. So we should we should workshop that one. Um, Dan, if two sixers were to fall in love, do you think these are the two most likely sixers, or do you have a bet? This is back to our most likely game. This is a throwback. I think we've done this question. <laughs> I don't remember have. what the answer was. We should have someone check for us. Yeah, we probably have. Um, what do you think, Dan? Would it be Furkan and Matisse most likely to fall in love with each other, or is there another pairing that you think is is more likely? I could see that happening. I think I think they're a good fit because they're both, you know, coming off the bench and kind of play a similar position, but they're really not competing for each other's minutes because they're basically opposites. Like Furkan's a fine defender, but you're really only putting him in in the playoffs to try to get him to make a couple shots. And Matisse is entirely in for defense. So, you know, basically, if you put them together, they're a great player. I think that you got it there. That's all you need. And that's, that's what love is all about, is, is becoming a better basketball player. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um... <clears throat> Talking about Joel Embiid this season and, and the success, and the, this is from Kyle Newbeck. Uh, he said, Ben Simmons thinks that part of Embiid's success and joy this year comes from having a greater veteran support from guys like Green and Howard. He's got dogs with him now. He says, generally speaking, the group is not taking shit from anybody. Um, that's great. Do you think this suggests that Al Horford and Josh Richardson were taking lots of shit from lots of people? Um, and 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 how much of a problem do you think that is? And how how much uh, how much do you how much credit do you give the the two veteran additions to the starting lineup for the Sixers' current standing, Dan? Well, I don't think Josh Richardson would be getting any shade thrown at him there, since he's not really like what you consider a vet, I guess. Um, sorry if you can hear Bella barking in the background. Um, but I do think that's probably, you know, something being thrown Al Horford's way and probably fairly so. I think Al Horford was 
probably taking shit from everybody. I mean, remember the uh, <laughs> remember the MB Towns fight? And you know, Horford walked away. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Like I, I think that I think that Ben probably has a fair point there. Um, Danny Green's been a great pickup on the court. Uh, I think that's really clear. And we've talked about him off the court uh, with the with the post game party and the big energy chain and, and whatnot. Um, and you know, I think those things are important to have someone kind of leading the work ethic on the team and and making that like a group activity, encouraging each other. Um, and you know, I know I've talked a lot. I love Dwight, but I think even people who aren't big fans of Dwight and don't want him in the playoff rotation, which, you know, there's some fair points to be made in, a, in, you know, depending on who's going out there for the other team that maybe Dwight doesn't need to be on the floor every game. Um, I think that's fine. Hopefully you can at least appreciate, you know, everything that's coming out of the locker room saying that he's been great working with the young guys, you know, getting extra shots up with Ben, encouraging Joel, uh, I think all those things are important and he's on a minimum contract. So even if he's not, you know, going to get minutes in a, in a certain game because the matchup isn't right or anything like that, he's still a great pickup to have around. And a guy who's, you know, specific for Joel, a guy who's been great at that position, the guy who's a first ballot Hall of Fame center, which, you know, I think Joel's a lot for the Hall of Fame too. But, you know, he's, Dwight's now won a title this last year. But even if you count in his prime, he led his team to the finals. You know, that's something Joel wants to do and is capable of, but hasn't done yet. So I think it's big to have a guy like that who can who can work with him and who like respects him. Like, I think, you know, the one thing you see from Dwight is he's not one of those guys who's like. Maybe you don't see this as much from players still in the league, but it's all you hear from, you know, the, the analysts who are like, oh, well, they were tougher back when I played, you know, back when they scored 80 points a game. It was because we defended so well. And Dwight was a better defender than Joel was, even though Joel's a great defender. But you don't hear Dwight saying like, oh, Joel should be defending like me. He's never compared to, to me. You know, he's just very complimentary and he works with him. So and, and you know, I think him and Danny Green were very good pickups. So I think, you know, there's definitely a lot, a lot true, you know, from the outside. I, I don't think that Ben is just saying that to, to flatter people. I think he definitely has points and Al Horford sucks. Um, uh, Emily, I want your thoughts on the veterans, but I also want to throw in this, uh, Seth Curry wore a shirt the other day that the Sixers social media team captured that it says green, the green Curry house of threes. It's cartoon versions of Seth Curry and Danny Green with their arms up. Uh, it says hot and spicy. It looks like they're in a bowl of guacamole. I'm not sure. Um, if, and when we inevitably start making merch, what do you think our thing will be? You know, what What will our first shirt look like? So give me that and give me what you think overall about the veterans and, and what their impact has been like for Joel and, and the rest of the Sixers this year. Um, For our first shirt, I think we should go with like a mashup of our logo and the B-Ball Paul merch. So like we could just have like our bitmojis all over a matching short and button up t-shirt set I think that would be nice um so I don't have any creative caricature slogans I'll have to work on them but we should probably get working on that I'm sure they'll fly off the shelf um and as, as for the vets yeah I think I agree with everything that Dan said I 
think that, you know, Danny Green and, and Dwight both have a lot of, I mean, Danny Green has three rings. Like he has a lot of playoff experience. Dwight has a lot of playoff experience. Um, and they're, they're guys that I think what helped Dwight come back into the league and be successful is kind of being able to take that backup center position. He stopped trying to be like the quote unquote, the man and realized that he's old now and he is a backup center and taking like their roles and deferring to these young guys that they know are the stars of their team and then just playing their roles. Well, I think, I think it works out nicely. I'm not sure. I mean, Josh, I don't even know what Al Horford's role on the team was. He's just like boring, and I'm glad he's gone. So yeah, that was I his role. Every, yeah, just like to be boring. But this team isn't boring. It's this team is like meant to be fun. So I I like it. We're I feel good. Um, looking around the league, um, yesterday the Hawks took a three-one lead over the Knicks. Um, it's been really hard for Julius Randle to score in that series. And if it's hard for him, it's basically hard for the whole Knicks team to get points over there. Uh, from your perspective, has that changed at all who you want to face for the Sixers? Are you worried at all about the Hawks? Should they come out of that? Do you think the Knicks still have a chance to come out of that? You know, has, are you looking ahead at all to that series? And, and do you have any worry, Emily, about, uh, about what we might be facing next round? Um, oh, I would like the the Knicks to make a better run of the series. I'd like to see it go longer. Um, but I think I said originally that I would want to face the Hawks, and I still would rather face the Hawks. I just don't – they just scare me less than the Knicks, even though they're playing the Knicks really well. I don't know. Like, I don't – as fun as it would be to be in Madison Square Garden, I just think that they don't – Trey, like Trey Young does not scare me. So not that Julius Randle does, but I just think we could shut him down or shut everyone else down and do the thing where we let Trey get 40, but everyone else gets three and we still win. So um, we're a better defensive team than them. them obviously, they're not a great defensive team. Um, and I don't know, like I, no one has an answer for Joel. So as long as that's the case, I feel like we have a great shot. So what about you, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care. I'm not super worried about either team. Like Emily, I also said I would have rather played the Hawks, uh, although the Knicks look kind of pathetic right now. So then again, if they rip off three straight, I wouldn't want to play that team. So, um, yeah, I think, if, you know, it'll probably be the Hawks. I'm fine with that. The one thing I will say, even besides Trey Young, is that Clint Capella has done a pretty good job on Joel over the years. And I think Capella is just, you know, a really solid player. He's, you know... He's a very good defender. He is, you know, a very good rebounder. And offensively, the Hawks have a lot of guys who can hit shots. Trey is, you know, what he he's still young, but becoming one of the the better, you know, on-ball scorers and creators in the league. So I respect that team. I think that they're good and maybe win a game just like I said about this series they're obviously better than the Wizards but I, I don't worry that we lose the series at all I think that you know it's still nothing has changed my mind that that we should be in the conference finals if we play as we should I agree I think that either one of the series would kind of be fun to watch and have interesting 
you know, wrinkles to them, whether you're in Madison Square Garden or whether you're playing Trey, who's just like a really good and fun player to watch. Um, and I think an interesting test for a Sixers team that, that skews a little bigger and, and can struggle at times with the little guards. Uh, but I think, yeah, it would, it would be, you know, five games if that, regardless. So I feel good. I'm, I, I hope the Sixers wrap it up tonight so that they can just get rest and uh, get ready for whatever the next series is. Um, anything else from around the league? The other series going on, Dan, uh, you know, there's uh, the Clippers tied it up at 2-2 last night. Uh, the Suns tied it up 2-2. Um, the Bucks swept the Heat. Uh, what do you got? Anything? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, Bucks or Heat, it's – it's almost like a win-win and a lose-lose at the same time. It's like one of them has to win and that sucks, but even more important, I think one of them is going to lose in the first round. And it's going to be so funny. And it would either be like the Bucks killed the heat because the heat are so much worse, which is what happened. Or if the heat somehow beat him again, it just would have been so, so funny. But um, yeah, I think that, you know, there were a good few days of jokes on Twitter about the heat and it, was nice. Um, that's really it. The Bucks look great, even though they just lost DiVincenzo. I think the Heat are still like, you know, the Bucks made the Heat look laughable, but the Heat are not necessarily a laughable team. Like they're they're still a solid team uh, who should have lost that series, but probably not that bad. Um, and I think the Bucks are playing basically the best basketball they've played all year. I think I can't remember a better stretch for them. Um, the Nets. You know, they dropped game three to the Celtics, but obviously they're going to win that series. They're up 3-1. They scored 141 points last night. So basically what we would expect from them to win a game 141-126. I mean, that's that's kind of who you're working with there. I think their defense isn't, you know, necessarily going to be abysmal every game, but there's definitely going to be some games where they're giving up a lot, a lot of points. Um, and, yeah, I think those are the main the main things going on in the East that we hadn't talked about. The West has some fun series. I think, you know, like you said, Phoenix and Lakers 2-2, Mavs Clippers 2-2. I think both of those series might go seven, which is a lot of fun. I I still really don't believe in the Mavericks and think the Clippers win that series, but I could see the Suns doing something, especially if Paul's healthy again. Um, So I think that there's, oh, and Nuggets and and Blazers are 2-2 as well. So, um, yeah, and, and also, I'm just, I'm just sorry, I'm checking the, the scores, and Jazz Grizzlies is 2-1, and they play today. So, I mean, I think the Jazz kind of run away with that one, but all the other series could, you know, kind of go either way. I, the, the Blazers just killed the Nuggets to even it up, but the Nuggets still have the best player in that series. So, the East looks like a lot of blowouts, and the West looks like a lot of good series. So, I'm definitely keep an eye on those. They've been, they've been pretty fun. Yeah, for my own personal rooting interest, I would like to see Gobert and Jokic lose in the first round. That would uh, be fun for me. Emily, what do you think, uh, looking around the league at uh, at everybody else, and uh, any thoughts on the existing playoff series? Yeah, I, like, I agree with Dan. The West has more fun series, I guess, closer series, but the ones in the East are... But we always knew that. Like The West has more good teams, but the three teams at the east in the top of the east are the ones that people should probably keep their eyes on um and that's kind of the way the playoffs in the east are shaking out it would be really fun to see Jokic lose in the first round because even 
when he wins MVP, just like with Giannis, people are still going to say, but he lost in the first round of the playoffs. And that will bring me um, joy. I also really like the Blazers. Um, I love Dame and CJ. I think they seem like good people and I love to watch them play. Um, it's weird. The Clippers Mav series that like all of the home teams have lost the game. Like, I think that is really bizarre and probably rare. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, if that keeps up, I guess the Clippers or I guess the Mavs win in seven, but we'll see. Um, I'd love to see the Lakers lose in the first round. think that would be hilarious. So I'm rooting for the Suns there. Um, and it would be fun if the Grizzlies could pull off another, another win. I really like that team. John Morant is just so fun to watch play basketball. He has like no quit in him. Um, and I think he's just going to be like a great player in the league. I, I really like watching him. He's done a lot for like that team. I think if he stays there long-term, he's going to be like a God in Memphis. So um, yeah, the playoffs have been fun so far. Did you see Very- what, sorry, did you see what Jaws dad said to the other game where he said, what he, say? he was like asked about like, what do you think about your son having 47 points? And he was, he says, I don't have the direct quote, but he was like, Nothing. If they if he had sixty, they would have won. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's it, it, wait. Isn't he who said like my dad was my first hater? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Okay, <laughs> that's really good. I love Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is just like chaos. On yeah, the he's court. been great. He, he's like wild. I, I enjoy watching him. I hope they even it up. Um, Speaking of a Brooks, did you see Scott Brooks's quote about Joel? No, is he talking the about one? Yeah, the Hakeem one. Oh. He said, he was basically complimenting Joel, and the gist of it was, like, I had the pleasure of playing with Hakeem Olajuwon in Houston for, for three years, and I haven't seen people do what Joel does on the court since him. Wow. Like, that's some high praise, and I feel like that would be – Joel would love that. I mean, we all know that he, he watched him. So, I'm like, if you're saying that about the opposing team's – team's best player that you're just like throwing in the white towel waving the white flag like you're like this guy yeah. is the second coming of Hakeem like what do you guys want us to do I don't he said the Sixers are championship ready now right and I also read a quote I read a quote from Scott Brooks I forget I, this might have been on like CBS or something but it, he was basically saying like yeah we're down like 3-0 but the good news is it's been done before but it hasn't. No NBA team has ever come back from 3-0 in the playoffs. That's never been done. They've tied the series, I think, like three times, and all of them lost game seven. So no one's ever won a series down 3-0. So it, it, it hasn't even been done before. Scott Maybe Brooks like, is angling for, like, a position on Doc's bench. Like, he was just like, can yeah. I finish the coach for the Sixers? Maybe by it's been done before, he meant teams have been swept before. And this is like, we have company because other teams have done it. <laughs> Yeah, we're not um, the only team else? to go down 3-0. You guys have anything else before we uh, get out of here? Game is tonight. Hopefully they stay healthy and get another win and rest up for the second round. Anything? Uh, I just want to say that I think we definitely win tonight. I don't mean to jinx anything and everyone can get mad at me if I do, but I fully expect this game to be one that you can – just have on in the background throughout the entire fourth quarter. I agree. I think it's a blowout. Emily, you want to ensure that it's definitely going to be a Sixers loss tonight by agreeing with us? Sure, why not? Because I think that, 
I think that the Sixers are so good and the Wizards team is so not as good as the Sixers that like we're not even angering the basketball gods by saying this like I think this is like confidence not cockiness and I don't I don't think the basketball gods mind that um but I will like have a caveat to Dan's point that you should watch the fourth quarter because you're gonna get fourth quarter b-ball Paul minutes and we should always watch those not just keep them on in the background yeah b-ball Paul who famously came on our podcast uh and listened to Allah Abdullahi who also came on the podcast um b-ball Paul when he's like when he makes a highlight play like he'll have like a dunk like a, a block and, and goes down for a dunk like sometimes like if you just imagine like Giannis could shoot like that's what I feel like we have just just on the back of our bench, end of the bench. Yeah. And that's what we have just waiting. And I feel like Doc needs to realize it because if you play B-Ball Paul regular minutes, I think he could be the MVP. I think that this could become his team, not Joel's team. If we're, this is just me being objective here. Right. I think we have shooting Giannis just yeah. ready to go. And next season, we might not lose a game. It's just good drafting. I think I think it's really good. And uh, can you imagine if he just went ahead and won the MVP one day, and we have this like relic of 2020 or 2021, whatever it was, uh, where we talked to him and and he yeah. congratulated Emily on getting married, and you know that would be that would be a lot of fun. And he is already um, an MVP, to be fair. He is already an MVP, and it, did he also win Defense Player of the Year? Is that what it was? Or Rookie, rookie, of, rookie of the Year. Of the year. He's rookie of the year and MVP. Has that ever been done before? I don't think so. I have no idea about my G League history. So, yeah. Well, that's what we'll study in the meantime. Um, we'll be back midweek with a locker room, uh, hopefully previewing the next round uh, the Sixers have, or maybe the uh, the other the Knicks and Hawks series might get extended a little bit. Hopefully, it does. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back this week. Anything else from either of you guys before we get out of here? All right. Well, Dan, throw some clothes on and start your day, buddy. Uh, good seeing you guys. <laughs> it's 9 a.m., all right? <laughs> 10 times. See ya. Bye. See ya. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today